And uh, thanks, uh, Aretha and band, because you did uh, part of that was for Nate and part was for me. And I don't think you have to see too hard which part fits uh, our personalities. I'm uh, more in the uh, personality of the Word of God speak and rest in that quietness, and that's not Nate. He would have been storming the gates with praise, with the loudest of vigor. So, one thing that uh, hasn't changed since last week is uh, we're going to stay with the same passage that we looked at last Sunday in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 3, starting uh, with verse 9. And it's on 927 in your pew Bible, or you can follow along um, on the the screen. And uh, last week we looked particularly at the first couple of verses. We'll move on to the next ones. You know, last week was really the foundation, uh, the the sense that the uh, as we lift off into a new year, uh, we're reminded that our launch pad, that which doesn't move, that which is is stationary and solid and handles all the force. Uh, when the, the rocket takes off, is um, Jesus Christ. He is, as Paul says in here, uh, as, uh, I'm uh, staying with here, is that sense of these, he's a, our foundation, uh, he's our launch pad. He is that which never changes and which doesn't move, uh, no matter what. And uh, what we're going to look at today, then, is, all right, well, if we stay with this metaphor, if we're on a launch pad, then where are we going? What's our trajectory? You know, and, and we want our trajectory to be in alignment with where we want to be in the end of the journey. And that's what Paul sets for us here. Now, the, the context, remembering the context of the passage. What, what's happened in Corinth is that uh, you know, Paul is the missionary that brought the word of Jesus, that brought the good news to Corinth. Uh, you know, so he was the one that laid the foundation and that it was about Jesus. He, he's, in a sense, started this particular church. And, uh, but what's happened is they've started in the church to have competition among, well, who's, uh, who's better uh, church members because of who converted them or who they follow or who they have on their iPod. They don't have iPods, but you get the, the sense. Yeah, so they're saying, well, I'm one of Paul's. I'm one of Apollos's. Well, I'm one of Jesus's. You know, and they're sort of competing and fighting with one another. And so Paul's addressing that um, uh, with, uh, by s- telling them, no, we're, we're united in Jesus. I just felt like something went out on the sound, but I'm on. Okay. All right. Um, so let's turn then 1 Corinthians chapter 3, uh, starting with verse 9. Let's, uh, let's pray together. Gracious God, thank you again for your written word. Speak to us in this time. We were just singing, speak to us of what is important, of what is significant, of what really is foundational. What is the direction of, of our lives, of our life together? Open our eyes, open our hands, 
from our very souls to hear and do your bidding. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, starting with verse 9. For we are God's servants, working together. You are God's field, God's building. According to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation and someone else is building on it. Each builder must choose with care how to build on it. Again, you get the setting here. You know, Paul was the, the first one to Corinth with the good news. And then other folks have come who are called into to, to ministry as well. And they're building on what he has done. And uh, again, the church is divided on. He's trying to say, no, we're working together. We're on the same team. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one that has been laid. That foundation is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, the work of each builder will become visible, for the day will disclose it, because it will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test what sort of work each has done. If what has been built on the foundation survives, the builder will receive a reward. If the work is burned up, The builder will suffer loss. The builder will be saved, but only as through fire. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's Spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person. For God's temple is holy, and you are that temple. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right. So let's pick up then in, in verse 12 here. Look, look at this uh, with some uh, specific uh, focus. Paul's metaphor again is one of building. And what he says in verse 12, you know, different people will come. The foundation has been laid. It's Jesus. You know, he's not questioning that people are building upon the foundation of Jesus. But what he is questioning here in this passage is he's saying, all right, what are you building with? What kind of material, you know, staying with the metaphor? Is it gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, or straw? Oh, by the way, uh, seeing the Dumfords out there, you know, the word for builder is the word architect. Uh, That's uh, what it is, and so good to know they're architects. Um, But uh, he he lays down this uh, list of building supplies in a sense. And uh, what he's presenting is building supplies that are really good and those that aren't. If you're going to build something, you'd think it's going to be really good. If it's with gold, silver, precious stones, then wood, hay, and straw are those building materials that are not good. They're not quality. So if we stay with Paul's metaphor, these different materials represent the way that we build on the foundation that was laid in Jesus. Now, again, he's talking particularly about leadership in the church, and I think church in general, but I think also just in our own lives. I think we can apply it in our, in our own lives, but we're going to focus particularly on the church. So the, the and by church, not the church as institution. 
Uh, not church as in the sense of a building uh, um, or history, but church as in a current collection of people who are seeking to follow Jesus together. And the work that the leaders in the church do and the work that that church does to build on the foundation of Jesus Christ. So our trajectory. Are we in, a, are we in alignment Are we headed in the direction that God wants us to go from the launch pad of Jesus Christ? Or are we sort of going on our own direction? Again, you apply it as a community of of Jesus followers or or apply it individually. Verse 13. The work of each builder will become visible, for the day will disclose it, because it will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test what sort of work work each has done. Now, by the the word day, the the word revealed, they're all talking about um, the end of time, the apocalypse. That's that's what the word, that word means, revealed, revelation. That a day will come then the work that is done by the church leaders, by the church, by individuals as well, that's built on that foundation, it will be revealed as to whether or not it was in alignment with God's direction or if it was on its own direction. Still seeking to be building on the the foundation, seeking to be lifting off from the launch pad of, of Christ, but instead of going God's way, it went your own way. And so you follow with Paul's metaphor here, the, the building materials. Um, I know I'm switching back and forth, so you've got to really pay attention. Um, but if uh, there's gold, silver, precious stones, those things, they survive fire. I think the fire here is metaphorical. So get out of your mind, fires of the judgment of hell. That's not what Paul's talking about. He's talking about a metaphor of fire in these building materials. So if, you're, if what Paul is doing and what Apollos and what we are doing as a church and what we're doing in our lives is building on the foundation of Jesus in alignment, in the trajectory that God would have us go, then we are, in a sense, building with gold, silver, precious stones. But if we, as, as followers of Jesus, really are going our own way, taking our own trajectory instead of God's, then it's like with wood hay, and straw. And what happens when wood, hay, and straw meet fire? They're destroyed. I don't sense really from here it's so much a a judgment as it simply is the revelation of God's complete truth at the end of time. And at that revelation of truth, then all that is true and good will remain. And all that isn't will be gone. And so as we have participated in what is good and real and true, then there will be that sense of reward, of accomplishment, of purpose. I mean, that sense of having goals and accomplishing goals is God-given. So there's nothing wrong with having goals and seeking to pursue them. What is wrong is, what's our trajectory? What goal are we seeking? And be clear here, just because we put Jesus' name on it does not mean that it's Jesus' goal. 
Because all these, he's not questioning them. He's not questioning whether or not they're about Jesus or not. All right, verse uh, 14 and 15. If what had been built on the foundation survives, the builder will receive a reward. If the work is burned up, the builder will suffer loss. The builder will be saved, but only as through fire. I know my, my penchant, and I think most humans' penchant, is to look at the negative. And, and, and so we look at verse 15, and we're like, whoa, wait a minute. How's that, how's that work? There's a couple things from recognizing. Look at verse 15. that He says, there will be those who are building on the foundation. They're starting from the launch pad. But they go their own way. They build with their own stuff and not God's stuff. And they are saved because they're, they're in Christ. It, it is salvation by grace through faith. It is not by works. But there is continuity with what we do on earth and heaven. This is not just a preparation center for heaven. I mean, this is a place to follow Jesus, for us to help one another follow Jesus, to, to build on this, to be, to be in that rocket ship, to be in the right direction and to go. Granted, there's mid-course directions and all the rest, but that's what we are about. And so there's a sense here that what Paul is saying, that there are the folks, uh, particularly in this context, again, it's leaders in the church, that, that I can be about doing things that are for Drew in the name of Jesus. And in a day that comes, I will suffer loss for having missed that opportunity to be about Jesus instead of about Drew. You know, the best um, illustration that I've, I've heard, and I you know, wish I'd come up with one better, but it, it's just this, it's like a, a man who gives his life to, to building the best house. You know, that it's, it's going to be perfect. It's going to be efficient. It's going to um, be warm in the uh, winter. It's going to be um, cool in, in the summer. It's going to have all the great amenities. It's going to be just right. You know, great man caves, great surround sound, you know, great picture. You know, it just gives yourself to it. You research it. You, you figure all of it out. The kitchen's laid out just perfectly. There's, you know, you got the dog, the, exactly the right dog, you know, that you need, and it's all right there, and, and you've, but you've given your life to that research and to, to raising the funds to be able to do that. And then one night, you're awoken with a, a, a man in a big, huge mask over you, and there's smoke all over the place. Because what you've given yourself to is in flames. And you're coughing, you can't move, you can't see, your eyes are burning, and the fireman comes, picks you up, takes you out of your house, just, and you... You get oriented, you get a, a, a blanket on, you, you finally get the tears out of your eyes, and you see what you've been living for in flame. You've been saved, but as through fire. But I don't want to obsess on that any longer. I want us to obsess on the positive end. 
I want us to dream verse 14. I want us to, to think about, well, all right, if we're in this, I'm going to, you play my game. All right, we're on a launch pad, we're in this rocket, and we're headed somewhere. But it, where, where do we want it to go? Because that's what the trajectory is. Where we want it to go is at the end of the journey that we will see our Lord and Savior face to face. That the, the, all the, the chains will be gone. Sickness and illness will be gone. That all the confines of this world will be gone. And we will see Jesus face to face and he will say to us, Church, well done, my good and faithful servant. That's our vision. That's where we're headed. That's where we want to go. So how do we get there? That's our question. Well, we, we align ourselves then with the very heart of God. What was Jesus about? Remember, we said last week, what Jesus said is what God said. What was important to Jesus was important to God. He, could, he told us, then love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. And align yourself with, with that command, with that direction of Jesus, and that will lead us to that place. Where the day will reveal the work of a people committed to following the way of Jesus. Where our Savior will say, well done, my good and faithful servant. That's what we want to look for. That's what we pursue when the battle is over. The shackles are off. The freedom is ours. In Christ. So that we will be connected then to a group of people who are seeking to follow Jesus more and more every day. That's our dream. Now, for us then as a people, and what, what, we've, what we've said and what we, we think that trajectory means for us in order to get to there. For us as a church, it means that we are connecting with one another in Jesus. It means that, that we are a church of all different kinds and types of people. Together, helping and seeking to follow Jesus. Sharing lives with one another. From the, from the same launch pad in the same direction. A church celebrating together because Jesus is Lord and Savior. That we refuse to live by just the, the way of the world, the social structures of our day that continue to separate us according to different guidelines, whether it's rich, poor, whether it's black, white, whether it's Republican, Democrat, whether it's PhD and GED. We refuse to be, be separated by those social structures of our world, and we seek to be one in Jesus. The world continues to need to see that. Our neighbors, our city, our neighborhood continues to need to see that lived into. And we also say that we're going to be a serving church. I mean, Jesus said, love your neighbors as you love yourself. And so we as a church are saying, how do we do that? How do we serve? That's, that's what we're shooting for, to be a group, a community of, of people who are serving like Jesus. And so some of the steps that we've said, we're 
going to take. One particularly is there's, there's a school, our neighbor as an institution. One of our neighbors is a school, Pleasant Hill School. You know, over 90% of the students there are free and reduced lunch. Over 50% of the children there are from single-family homes. A, a school that is struggling and struggling to, to, to make the grade. Great leadership there. And, we've, and so we've said, let, let's partner with them. Let's serve them. Let's pour into them. Let's join with other folks who are also pouring into that particular school. We refuse, we can't, in the name of Jesus, sit idly by. If they're our neighbor and we're called to love them like we love ourselves, I mean, Jesus wouldn't. So we, we pour into things like WizKids, Treehouse, the, the, the library um, next to it, and, and, and into just simply giving gifts and caring for the teachers and gifts for the school. Two of the simple steps that we're saying. This is what we think is in alignment with, with what you're about. So that we will get to that place as well. Or you'll say, well done, my good and faithful servant. In addition, for us as a church, um, you'll, if you haven't already, you will receive information from the discernment team with the, the Presbytery of Cincinnati. Um, but we are on a, a journey of seeking our denominational affiliation. What, what is the, the best denominational affiliation for us to fulfill God's mission? That's the question we're pursuing. And this is one of those times where we've got to set aside a lot of personal baggage. Because this isn't about me, it's not about you. It's about, all right, God, we, we need to hear from you. What will help us be on board with your trajectory for us? Which, which one, which, what of these options best helps us build with the quality materials? With gold and silver. Which one best helps us on this journey with you? That's the question that we must be answering in alignment with this picture that Paul gives us here. And so I encourage, challenge um, each of you who are members of this particular church and others to be in touch with that information, to get that packet, read through it. It's a lot of information in there, but we got five months, but start now. Because I am, as I said last week, and you know, uh, last Sunday, and the, uh, the events of this week haven't uh, changed that in my mind and heart, that we are on a launch pad with where God is leading us. That I, I think God has so guided and, and blessed us, and come, with that comes great responsibility and even greater temptation. And greater need to be sure that we are in alignment with God's trajectory. And so I look forward. I look forward to this journey together. I look forward to this year. I look forward to that day. You know, little steps along the way to that great mission. When we all look at one another and say, man, I'm excited about the denominational affiliation we're in. Because it's, this is the one that's going to help us. And this is how it's going to help us to better follow you, Jesus. Finally, I do 
invite and encourage each of us individually to ask the same question about our trajectory in life. Uh, we're, we're, we're secure in Christ. The, the, the launch pad is set and ready. You know, it's, it, but are, are you on that journey? Are you on that flight path of, of God's trajectory for you? I mean, th- this can be a real unsettling passage. Can be. Don't let it be. I mean, don't let it be. If it brings up fear, then set it aside because that's, that's not helpful. If it brings up honesty, that's good. You, know, if it, you need to be honest with yourself. Oh, you know, am, am I on, a, on the same flight path that God has for me? Is that even a question I ask? Or do I just pull in God when the weather gets rough? You know, the, for, for you um, individually, Personally, it's a good, good question to ask because what we want, we want to help one another so that we are on that flight path that will lead to that day, that day to come when all is revealed and we before our Lord and Savior will hear him say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Amen.